Hey there, it is week two in the National Football League, and welcome to the Bavada at Odds podcast, the 52nd episode of this podcast. We did skip a week, so last week was our one-year anniversary, but 52 episodes, man. To think they have not canned us yet. That's that's incredible. I don't know how many podcasts have more than 52. Wait, all my other podcasts have more than 52. Okay, still, it's a cool Ooh. event. What's going on, Patrick? Well, I was feeling pretty good before he added that caveat in there at the end, Seth. But you know what? Uh, we survived week one. Good result for the book. Uh, you know, fantasy football underway. Already lost in every league I'm in. Half my survivor entries, they're gone too. Football is back. Uh, you know, it was a tough week for betters. But, uh, you know, the site held up well. We had our best opening weekend in terms of just new players and betting handle at Bavada. It was awesome. It's so good. This is what falls about. You know, COVID is still a presence, but, you know, we're talking NFL this week. And you know what? It was great that we didn't have any COVID interruptions in week one. It didn't really touch the sport at all. It was nice to forget about it, if not, if only for just one week. Yeah, there, there, there definitely was. All right. Let's start it off with something from the past, though. The U.S. Open. You had the 18-year-old against the 19-year-old in the women's final. These two were not even on the radar. So I, I, I'd like to meet the person and have them on the show, the person who bet a long-term future on Emma Raducanu or Layla Fernandez. There's no stinking way. And then you had the guy going for the Grand Slam and the record in majors and everything, and he was upset. This is what makes you love sports. You know what? It was a wild tournament. Uh, on the women's side, of course, you had the Canadian Layla Fernandez uh, just really coming out of nowhere, beating a lot of talents along the way. It wasn't like when uh, Eugenie Bouchard made her run a couple of years ago at Wimbledon and the bracket just kind of broke for her. Layla was beating legitimate quality players in front of her. And then on the other side, you have uh, a qualifier, a qualifier. She did not lose a set the entire tournament. And, uh, you know, I was told afterwards that she actually spent some time in Canada growing up. So I'm going to make a claim to both of them and just say, you know, how great was that tournament? How great was that result to see two, you know, just so young girls play at such a high level like that? You love to see that because it gives you really good hope for the future of the game. When you see this passing of the torch to two young players like that, that will be around forever. On the men's side, uh, you know what? Kind of tough for Djokovic. Djokovic was, you know, you look at the summer, he was talking about a golden slam. He had won three majors in a row. He was the odds-on favorite to win in Tokyo. Uh, didn't even medal there. And uh, again, odds-on favorite U.S. Open, lost in the final to Medvedev. Uh, less of a surprise there. Medvedev has played quality tennis this year. He was only a two-to-one underdog going into that match. So it wasn't as surprising on the men's side, but surprising again that Djokovic... Uh, has looked a little bit more mortal in his last couple tournaments. Uh, all that stuff, all that uncertainty, all that unpredictability, really good for the house. But as fans, it was just another awesome tournament in what has been a great calendar year of tennis and sports, really. It really feels like it's all kind of getting back to normal. You know, the, the fans at Arthur Ashe, incredible, incredible. It was, it was such a great sports weekend. I, you know, I'm always touch and go on whether, you know, I want the U.S. Open and NFL and college football happening all at once because there's just not enough TVs and screens. But I'm getting close, Seth. At the Pat Morrow headquarters, we are adding more monitors on the daily, more monitors than people that I'm dealing with. But that's OK, because that's the only way to enjoy all those sports. And man, that tournament was good. The football was good. It was so much fun. Well, let's uh, reinvigorate then and let's look ahead to this upcoming week. And we'll start with college football and the top-ranked Crimson Tide. 
Uh, they look like they are a juggernaut. They go into Gainesville to take on a very good team, a very good Florida Gator team, but I don't know how you look past the, the Crimson Tide. They are just sick. They're, they're, they're outstanding. Uh, absolutely, Seth. I mean, uh, they're 16-point favorites at Bavada in this matchup in Gainesville. Uh, I was looking at Airbnb prices in Gainesville this week. Uh, just, you know, I'm curious, curious. 4K was the cheapest Airbnb in Gainesville to see this Alabama at Florida game if you wanted to take it in. Uh, but back to the game itself, Alabama, 16-point favorites, as noted. 60% of all bets are on the Crimson Tide. Not really much to make of uh, their week two performance against Mercer. They were, I think, 47 or 50 point favorites. Didn't cover the spread, but you know what? That's a game where, you know, they, that's that's an NFL preseason game for all intents and purposes. They're out there just figuring things out. It's basically a practice walkthrough. So not too much to glean from that game. Looking at Florida, you know, they did, uh, they were a little bit in tough against the South Florida Bulls last Saturday. Uh, they ultimately won the game and covered, but it wasn't clean. And that's something, uh, Alabama doesn't make mistakes. Florida will have to play a perfect game. Like, you know, you could say this about any opponent against Alabama, but Florida will be in tough in this one. They're more than 80% to lose this game. Uh, yeah, th- th- this is how it goes in the SEC. You could be a top-ranked team. You could have a lot of hopes and dreams for the upcoming season, and then you walk into Alabama, the great humbler, the great equalizer. Uh, best of luck to the Gators. Again, uh, it looks like it'll be uh, Alabama, though, on Saturday. It does uh, look indeed like the Crimson Tide. Meanwhile, the state of Alabama is enjoying a resurgence. Auburn uh, goes into Happy Valley to take on Penn State. It's their whiteout game, so it's their loudest game. And their head coach, Brian Harson was talking about how they're going to do their best to simulate that, to get ready for the, the noise. But, man, it is going to be decibel levels that are going to be outstanding to watch. Absolutely, Seth. A super compelling matchup. Uh, a very rare week three out of conference game for both of these teams. Uh, you, you know, generally speaking, this is when all the Power Five conferences are battling amongst themselves, uh, not against, not outside of conference play. And this is a really good opportunity for Penn State and the Big Ten to get, uh, you know, an impact win, a uh, show yourself kind of win. Penn State is favored in this game, uh, which is you can't often say that unless it's Ohio State against an SEC team. Penn State is six-point favorites at home in Happy Valley. Like you said, it's a whiteout. The place will be rocking. If Auburn has shown that they have, you know, a little bit of life in them this season, they will, you know, extend that SEC dominance over not just the Big Ten, but the rest of the country. But again, Penn State, six-point favorites. So far, about 60% of all bets on Auburn in this game. So that money is definitely backing up the idea of SEC dominance. All right, don't forget, all the college games can be found at BovadaSportsbook.com. There's NFL action as well. And again, maybe it's just we're we're, we're drinking the Kool-Aid, but it seemed like week one in the National Football League was some great games. Chiefs had a great game. The Ravens and the Raiders were a great game. Uh, The Dolphins and the Patriots was a great game. There were some really, really good matchups. Yeah, it was uh, it, it, almost surprising that so many games uh, were as compelling uh, as they were. Uh, you know, I, I always make this comparison to college football, Seth, and that because they have close to like 100 games every Saturday, it's so much easier to find those ones that are going to be compelling. Or if one isn't compelling, you can flip to the other, you know, 99 or so that are going to be televised. But the opening week of the NFL was great. The Thursday night game was great. Tampa Bay, Dallas really set the tone for the, the weekend. Uh, Cleveland Casey was amazing in that four o'clock uh, slate really crushed us in live betting. Uh, I will say, cause any chance you can get Patrick Mahomes as an in-game underdog 
the betters just it's a race for the window uh you know so we took that a bit on the chin there that was okay because in that same time slot we did really well with the saints just absolutely taking the packers to the woodshed uh so it was a pretty good day for us the games were compelling which is good as well because that keeps people you know betting while the game progresses and that ended up perfectly with that monday night football game the ravens and the raiders that went to ot and uh, was really back and forth uh, it was a bit of a sloppy game but you know, either team could win it. And any of these games that are meaningful, the longer and longer they go, that's good for us. That's good for the player. Uh, certainly good for the networks that are broadcasting this and ever so slowly, you know, aligning themselves with sports books and betting on NFL, something that's no longer as taboo as uh, one suggested. So uh, I, I'm gushing. Week one was awesome. If that's what we're getting every week at Bovada, we're going to be just absolutely thrilled. Let's take a look at some of these games. We'll start with the Thursday night matchup. The New York Giants, who were putrid against Denver, uh, against the Washington football team, who had a bit of a fight, but they lost Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it's tough to tough to figure out exactly how this one's going to go. Uh, currently, the Washington are a three-point home favorites, although the betting is about 50-50 in this one. Uh, the Giants very much look like they uh, started the 2021 season where they left off uh, in Week 17 last year. Uh, Daniel Jones you know, trying to make things happen uh, with his legs more so than his arm. Still not an offense that's really figured things out. Uh, Washington defense appears to be as good as they were last year when they were one of the best defense fronts. Uh, big question mark there, uh, what that offense is going to look like with Fitzpatrick's sideline. As a result, this game has the lowest over-under of the week uh, for week two at Bavada. Uh, the over-under is 41, and even with that low number, Seth, we're seeing about 65% of all bets come in on that under. Let's take a look at Sunday's games now. The Los Angeles Chargers, I'm still going to use to saying that, against the Dallas Cowboys, who even though they lost in week one, they lost to Tom Brady and company. Let's not, let's not call a spade a spade. I mean, this is, this is a situation where they're going to go into Los Angeles in that gorgeous new stadium, and there could be an interesting matchup there. I, this is a compelling game to watch. This is probably, uh, this is, I, I think this is the best game of the 425 slate on Sunday. Oh, you uh, you just know, the it. You totally just jinxed it. <laughs> you know what, Seth? Uh, if I have jinxing powers, then, uh, you know, I'm going to have to quit the podcast and use them for good or evil, depending on how other people see it. I'm not a big jinx guy, but uh, you know what? I'll, I will knock on wood here just in case. So, folks, you can't see that. I did give the old Pat Morrow knock on the desk, but. <laughs> I do think, you know, heck, I don't even care. It is going to be a great game. I'm putting that out there. I'm not one that traffics in absolutes, but today I will just to counter the jinx factor. The Chargers in this game, Seth, they are three-point favorites at home at Bovada Sportsbook. And uh, you know what? This was a team last year that was just brutal in uh, one-score games. The Chargers were a team that were right there, often with the lead late in the fourth quarter. And you could chalk it up to coaching. You could chalk it up to, you know, a new quarterback who's maybe not sure how to finish these games. but. But uh, I will say uh, the Chargers on paper were much better than the sum of their results last year. And, uh, you know, I, I think that factors into the fact that they are this home favorite against the Cowboys who looked great against Tampa. There's no moral victories in the NFL. But if you're Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, you got to think that you, you got to be pleased. You got to be thrilled, really, with how good your offense looked against the Tampa Bay D that quietly finished the season last year as one of the better defenses in the NFL. Uh, looking at that, only last thing I've got to say and why I will personally lean Chargers is that I heard an offseason story about Justin Herbert and he was asked about shopping carts and, you know, people who don't put them away. 
He just really came down the... No, you put the shopping cart back. As someone who worked at a grocery store in my youth... Oh, okay. You put, I see where this you, is going now. put the shopping cart in the sign row. You don't just leave it in the parking lot. And right. that, goes for, that goes for everything else in the grocery store. That, to this day, Seth, if someone leaves fresh packaged meat or something that'll spoil in like the cereal aisle, nope, I got to go put that back. I That's... That is wasteful. That is, and Justin Herbert is someone that respects polite society, knows how to be a part of polite society. And that is a man that I can root for. And you know what, especially if I'm waving him, if I'm comparing him against someone that's going to claim a HIPAA anytime someone asks him how he's doing, Again, I'm going with Justin that's Herbert. That's not a thing. HIPAA is not a thing. No, but saying HIPAA and not knowing what it means is apparently a thing. So, you know, we, we have to put those disclaimers out there. Uh, all that to say, yeah, Chargers three-point favorites at home. Cowboys get a little bit more of the money. The highest over-under of the week, it's currently sitting at 55 and about 70% of all bets on that over. So we're expecting a lot of points in that 425 game, Seth. Another thriller, like we mentioned, the Baltimore Ravens losing in Vegas to the Raiders. They come home for the Sunday night game. How about that? Back-to-back primetime games for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a small line and another intriguing matchup. Again, NFL, you're doing it right. What a fantastic Sunday football game this is going to be. On paper, no jinx. We we, we buy into this at Bavada. The Chiefs are currently four-point road favorites uh, in this one, and about 80% of all bets are on the Chiefs. Uh, it, it's it's really a tough game to get a read on. Now, looking at, and this is always the problem with NFL because it's small sample size. We overreact week to week. Uh, the Ravens' offense looks sloppy against the Raiders. I know they put up uh, enough points, but it didn't look like Lamar Jackson was too settled. If the Raiders' D is making you feel uncomfortable in the pocket, I'm a little bit concerned about what you're able to generate offensively long-term. Having said that, Lamar Jackson has always shown in the past that he is one play away from being 80 yards downfield for six. So you do have kind of like that high-variance offense, which is very difficult to model for, but you do have to expect that, boom, things can change in an instant. And then on the other side, of course, you can say all those things and more about Patrick Mahomes. He can do it with his legs. He can certainly do it with his arm. Uh, the best quarterback on paper in the league, if you're asking uh, the one and only Pat Morrow. And that is why they are road favorites in this game. Again, the over-under just slightly below that Cowboys-Chargers game. It's sitting at 54 and a half right now at Bavada. And the action's a little bit more split on that one. So a little bit more hesitancy, maybe not uh, as much expectation of points as Cowboys-Chargers, but... Again, an absolute banger in that Sunday night football slot. NFL, like you said, Seth, doing it right. And then the Monday night game, the Green Bay Packers, who have to be smarting after they're just getting blitzed uh, against the New Orleans Saints there in that uh, game at the neutral site in Jacksonville. The Packers are 0-1 playing host to the Detroit Lions, who I thought played better. I'm surprised at how big this line actually is. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Seth, because for the vast, the vast majority of last week's uh, opener, the Lions were getting crushed by the 49ers. So a, a lot of that Lions damage and, you know, God bless them because they came back and covered the spread and all these in-running spreads. Uh, I think the 49ers were as big as 21 and a half point in-game favorites at one point at Bavada. And a lot of players were stacking those Niners bets on top of each other with each increment that it went up. So uh, we were certainly thankful that Detroit uh, got those garbage time points to help uh, make it look a little bit more respectful than it was. And you know what? I was kind of thinking, you know, Stafford, Goff, doesn't matter. Same old Lions. They might get those garbage points for you. They might start scoring when it doesn't matter at all. But it was tough to really figure out, uh, you know, it, to me, it seemed like 
the same old lions. Uh, you know, defensively their struggles, offensively their struggles. They it seems like they hired a high school uh, strength coach as their head coach. Uh, a very manic, excitable fella. I don't know if the X's nose are there, but we'll certainly wait and see. As for the Packers, yeah, absolutely destroyed by the Saints and Jameis Winston in the week one matchup. You know, they, they had some uh, poor luck early on as the Packers had some uh, interceptions in the red zone that uh, took points off the board. I, this is a very difficult one to really get a read on. But like you said, the Packers, 10 and a half point favorites at home right now. And what we are seeing right now is compared to all the other games on the board, which is surprising for Monday Night Football, less has been bet on Packers and Lions than any other game so far. So I think betters are kind of signaling to us that they don't really have an idea of what to make of this game either. You know, if it's Aaron Rodgers and a motivated Aaron Rodgers, they're great. They're one of the best teams in the league. They were the third biggest favorite before their week one uh, shit kicking. And, you know, so there is this reasonable expectation that, okay, the Lions will be a good palate cleanser for them. That, you know, if you're going to figure things out a full week plus an extra day by playing on Monday Night Football and having the Detroit Lions as your road opponent, you couldn't do much better than that. Again, Packers 10 and a half point favorites over under 48 right now, Pavada. And of course, there are other NFL games. They're all good. And you can go see the latest odds on those games over at the Bavada website. Patrick Morrow is the head odds maker. He has been doing uh, double duty, but now you're you're all gridiron now. Uh, until the baseball playoffs, you are just focused for the American football. Yeah, please nobody bet baseball because I'm not paying attention at all. <laughs> oh, what I could do with that statement. That's Patrick Morrow. <laughs> I'm Seth Everett. Uh, this is the Bavada at Odds podcast. We'll see you next time. Bet early, bet often, folks. I have to tell you about another podcast I do. And yeah, we talk about it from time to time. But anybody who knows my career knows it's a sports broadcasting career. Yes, I love the Hall of Justice so much. I also started a podcast that is called Sports with Friends. It's a play on words because my mother always played words with friends. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat to see if I have as many friends in the industry that could come on a show and be open and honest and have a friendly chat? So I started the podcast and said every guest is a friend. But then I found out that some of my friends are in PR and they book guests for the show. They've asked me to put people I'm just meeting. So now every guest is a friend or a friend of a friend. We play Jewish Geography. Some of the past guests on this show can be really close friends like Dave Softy Mahler or Andrew Siciliano. And some of them are big icons that are also friends. Ken Griffey Jr. thinks he made my career. Martin Brodeur, the best goalie in the history of the NHL. And we also tackle big topics. We'll find out about cord cutting for a sports fan or the life and death of Kobe Bryant. And then there was Nancy Lieberman's appearance. What a story she had to tell. And then there's Eli Manning, who's been on the podcast five times and counting. All I know is if you listen to Sports with Friends, you'll hear some great guests. 
You'll hear so many stories, and you'll feel like you know not only them, but me. Check out Sports with Friends wherever you can get your podcasts. And if you're listening to this one, I guarantee you, you'll find Sports with Friends right there. We'll get back to Sports with Friends in just a moment, but first, did you know that I have another podcast that I do? It's like Sports with Friends, but it's a little different. It's about the superhero sci-fi universe. I have been a fan of comic books, animation, movies, and when I started the Hall of Justice podcast, we wanted to do it for adults. Why did I name it the Hall of Justice? Because if you're old enough to know what the Hall of Justice is, you're our demographic. The idea of the show is to take the same passion that fans have for sports, but to bring it to the superhero genre. We have movie reviews where we spoil the movies. No worry, we warn you so that you can see it first. We also have celebrity guests where we interview actors, voice actors. The Hall of Justice podcast comes out every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. 